1: hey guys we'll get to the show in a minute just wanted to give you a heads up on red men plus our subscription service it's like netflix for reds if you sign up there you'll get even more liverpool content bonus features documentaries interviews and tons tons more available both in video and podcast form so yeah redmenplus.com check it out i hope you enjoy this show hello everyone welcome to the red men tv on what i believe is a thursday yeah, either way, it is the morning after Liverpool confirmed the signing of Cody Gakpo from PSV, Eindhoven, bringing to an end one of the most protracted transfers in the history of football. Yeah, we went from 9.30pm on Monday and now it's Thursday and we're thirsty for more Um Yes, uh, so the deal uh, it is confirmed uh, via the Athletic will cost Liverpool thirty-seven million pounds, potentially rising to forty-four million in add-ons, with his five and a half-year contract running until the summer of twenty twenty-eight. That's the Athletic via Anfield Watch. Um, so now we know that for sure. We'd obviously had a strong inkling that that was the, that was the case uh, for a little while. Um, but we're going to get through a couple of the bits and pieces and the, the facts and whatever and some of the interview um, lines and interesting things now that we know that Gapo is officially a red. I want to know uh, reactions from you guys at home, whether you're watching this live right now and you can use the live show chat here on YouTube um, or after the fact, please feel free to tweet us at the Red Men TV or just use the comments box on YouTube. But yeah, how are you feeling? Uh, when you saw those photos so earlier on in the day uh, or in the evening there were starting to be a couple of sort of sneaky teaser images that were purportedly from a mate of Gapos or whatever and and then obviously that kind of led us all to believe it was going to happen sooner rather than later and then yeah uh, what I particularly liked um I like the use of the Christmas tree, so we can see, uh, yeah, Cody Gappo not only revealed that he was going to be wearing the number 18 shirt, but they did it in front of the Christmas tree, they had the little announcement video where he was, he was texting, was he texting, was he actually sending a text message or was he And can someone confirm that for me, because if he was texting it was defo fake, because nobody nobody under the age of 35 sends text messages, Um with Virgil van Dijk, where well, he have to find a Christmas tree. Obviously, very much um, aping the 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 announcement photo of Virgil van Dijk all those years ago when he was at home with a Liverpool shirt on the and uh, the Christmas tree himself. So yeah, lovely little continuation of the um, of what well let's just call it a Dutch Liverpool transfer Christmas tradition. Yeah, uh, from now on, that's absolutely fine. Um, so he was asked uh, a few questions. He was interviewed by the official Liverpool website. I'll give you a few quotes from that. Uh, they asked when the news broke on Monday. How crazy did your phone go? It really crazy. I think everyone I know texted me, so my phone was really, really hot at the time. But I'm really thankful that everyone had some nice words to say, so that's great. Why is Little Pillar the right club for you? I think this is a great club for me to come in and try and show what I can do and try and help the team to achieve more beautiful moments than they already did in the past years. I think for me personally, it's also good to develop here. And there's a lot of great players here who I can learn a lot of things from yeah very very encouraging stuff we'll get a couple more quotes and what have you in a moment but um, yeah really really you know just amazing piece of transfer business from Liverpool isn't it no messing around deciding that they had a target and making that target theirs and we've seen this time and time again over the last five six seven years in the transfer market Liverpool OK, look, there are always going to be criticisms of how Liverpool operates in the transfer market, yes but when they get a deal done they get they don't have to just get a deal done and I know you, people might look at like someone like Jude Bellingham as being quite a protracted thing and we'll have to see what happens with that uh, I'm sure there'll be plenty more discussion of that in the, in the coming days, weeks and, and potentially months um, but they are, this year of Liverpool is the best at transfer done transfer, transfer rumoured Transfer signed, transfer completed, here's a photo of him, now a Liverpool player and Gap was just the latest in the long, in the long line of that and a lot of that goes back to the Virgil van Dyke transfer which, which very nearly got scuppered because Liverpool couldn't keep a lid on things and they've gotten an infinitely better at it since then. Now obviously the bigger the transfer, the bigger the name player, the more people involved and the more people in the process and therefore the more people who can leak it and therefore the more bits and pieces that kind of get out that spoils the fun a little bit and puts pressure on the transfer. Um, but for someone like this, you know, particularly who was very, very strongly linked to Manchester United, you know, to the fact that you've got, we see, I'm sure you've all seen it, a number of Manchester uh, United accounts tweeting about, oh yeah, he's coming, how crazy he's going to be, and our boy Gakpo and blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah uh, Craig Tebbs with the super chat says uh, great great singing uh, yeah thanks mate it's been, it's been a good Christmas uh, Big Verge playing his part just need to add Bellingham now if Enzo goes to Chelsea what an announcement for Gachpo though yeah absolutely um, yeah and Steve Trevor saying that if Paul Joyce says anything it is confirmed done yeah he, he does a very very good job doesn't he um, Paul Joyce of being the man the go man when you know that things are like he is a economy of motion economy of words kind of journalist um and and also the problem with him is he's not verified on twitter so inevitably every time i see a tweet that says him saying something i have to go on to his account to make sure that it's actually him because i can never remember where if it's like paul joyce underscore or is it underscore paul joyce or is it paul underscore joyce is there another letter in there um so yeah it's um, yeah Paul it, it was absolutely setting our, our boxing day uh evenings a flame. Um what were your thoughts what were your reactions what were you guys what were you guys doing at the time I was very much winding down at like my dad's you know, all, me and the kids and me and my dad was, and, me, and my sister and my wife we were all sat around just playing like a random card game and again it just started to filter through and it went from oh dad have you seen it looks like gapo could be happening to uh, PSV have tweeted saying that it's <laughs> that they've sold him. Uh, yeah, very very good in, in, indeed. Um, and yeah, Cameron Tilley you same. Paul Joyce is better than uh, Fabrizio Romano. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Michael McGinnis actually puts a bit of point here. Paul, I'm shocked. Gakpo got eighteen instead of ten, but I'm not fussed. So shocked, but not fussed. Sad. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm. It is interesting. You know, obviously the number ten is there. I've seen people saying, "Does that mean it's it's lined up for someone else?" I don't know whether there's a degree to which maybe he doesn't want it. Does anyone know? Uh, does anyone know whether he's got an affinity with the number eighteen? I've got I've got genuinely no idea on that. But we do have a. There's some interesting players who've worn the eighteen shirt down the years. Obviously, there's a Dutch connection there. Derek uh wore it in the mid two thousands. Michael Owen wore it as his first major squad number at Liverpool. That's right, right before he took the number ten. Um, Taki Minamino most recently wore it. Ronnie Rosenthal wore it at the start of the Premier League era. Um Alberto Moreno wore it as well. John Michel Ferry, famously, the mole, uh, himself. So I put a poll. I was actually asking people who their favorite um, favourite player to wear it was. And I'm a little uh, I'm a little upset at how few people um Voted for Jean-Michel Ferry, I'll get the poll up and I'll see. Because I do want to know from you guys as well who is your um, who is your favourite number eighteen uh, at, at Liverpool. It, there's a pretty there's some pretty obvious and strong contenders in that, and obviously because it was Twitter, I could only put four on the poll. Let me just find uh, let me just find the tweet for you guys and I'll make sure we've got the accurate and up-to-date poll on that. So yeah, uh, favourite player to wear the 18 for Liverpool, dick John Anarisa there we go, that was the other one. Uh Michael or Jean-Michel Ferry. I'm voting for Jean-Michel Ferry one more time. Um meaning he has just four percent of the vote. Um Decades absolutely crushing it on 64.1%. John Anarisa on 15.6%. Michael Owen on 163 Wow. The fact that Michael Owen's getting more than John Anarisa is incredible. And Jean-Michel Ferry, I'm a little disappointed at how few people actually got the joke. Because the obvious one there was to vote for Jean-Michel Ferry. But he's become such a niche legend. Um that I'm I don't think enough people are aware of. Maybe we need to do some sort of some sort of feature on Jean-Michel Ferry. I, I, I'd be up for that. Um, so yeah, number 18 for Cody Gakpo. Um, and yeah, he's done his interviews um, and all that good stuff as well. We've got a few more bits and pieces. Um, so yeah, via the Athletic. Uh, apparently Jürgen Klopp and his staff are, are said to be grateful to the owners and Julian Ward for acting decisively with Cody Gakpo. Um, and then there's a few comments here around when he will be available. Um, so, uh, this is from the Anfield Watch again, and it says, uh, it'll be touch and go if he can make his debut away to Brentford on Monday, January the 2nd, because his application for a UK work permit will not be submitted until the Premier League transfer window officially opens on New Year's Day. Um, and they go on to say, another complication is that the transfer window does not start until Tuesday, so Gapo might need special dispensation to play against Brentford as per the Athletics so yeah, very interesting stuff um, what we will do actually I'm just going to get the Liverpool fixtures up um, because we can have a little look at what is is January could look like uh, while we're doing just that uh, do keep your thoughts and comments coming in while, while we're doing all this I'll read through some of the best ones in a minute uh, so yeah, as we've seen already Leicester we know Liverpool play tomorrow night which is before the window opens so there's zero chance of him being involved in that. it would be interesting to know whether he's actually allowed to train because he's not officially signed. So I wonder whether he's gone to the access, done all his medicals, he's done all his unveiling photos, and then he'll probably go and, I guess, grab his stuff, fly back home, box up his things and get back over, and maybe get get settled in some temporary accommodation or whatever in the coming days. as mentioned there, Monday the 2nd of January is Brentford. That was the first one sort of being floated, but it looks like most realistically will be um, the Liverpool Wolves FA Cup game on Saturday the 7th of January. Obviously, then we're into Brighton away and then the Chelsea game <laughs> on the 21st. Um, just want to mark your calendars uh, Liverpool versus Manchester United um, is on the 4th of March. Uh, Liverpool are, of course, gazumped uh, United for the signing of Cody Gatt. Uh, he will be getting a hostile reception from the travelling Mancunians on that one and wouldn't it be genuinely delicious if he was able to stick the ball in the back of the net uh, and celebrate wholeheartedly because I know we would be um, so yeah that is that is pretty interesting when you think about it ok um, <laughs> let me just get a couple more so I've got a couple more quotes for you guys before we wrap things up and obviously I get to the, uh, get to the comments as well oh yeah um, that's a, that's a really interesting quote, actually, from Gapo. He says, I try to be a player who goes forward and tries to make dangerous situations for the opponents and create chances, make dribbles and give assists and goals. I hope I can bring that also to the team. Uh, what I said, I have to do my best and hopefully we can get a lot of beautiful moments. He's a big fan of beautiful moments, uh, is Cody Gapo, and I, I am too. The thing that I'm really impressed by, by the way, and I think what's, what's interesting, I think we'll be telling in Liverpool's coming, um, the rest of Liverpool's transfers in the next Maybe this window, definitely moving into the summer. Um, Klopp used the word power a lot, and, and he has to excuse me because it's been a, it's been a very hectic Christmas period. It was either post match Man City or in in, in and around the, the Villa game. I think it might have been post match, but he talked about like power, and he talked about like taking out uh, not having a lot of power, and you know, and substituting power, and missing out on certain uh, missing certain players. Cody Apo is power, he's six foot four, he's fast, he's got he's direct, he's got an eye for goal. Darwin Nunes is power. Drew Bellingham is power, uh, Virgil van Dijk power, Canate power, and you start to look at like what what our transfer policy is, and look you'd say like someone like Luis Diaz is obviously quite wiry, but he's a very aggressive footballer, down a very aggressive footballer, and the big concern, and I know Paul Tompkins has done lots of stuff about this, and it's been one of my concerns about Liverpool is we were we were creeping towards being a really small technical side and small technical sides in the Premier League don't tend to be very successful you need I've said this often and this is why by the way just as a total tangent why I think Messi's the best player of all time or certainly better than Ronaldo is because to be able to achieve what he's achieved in that frame is astounding because you know football's becoming the land of giants again we went from a bunch of big grocs in the 70s and 80s you know like Ron Yates come in Colossus walk around him, you know but you didn't have to be super technically gifted what happened is we had a movement towards this Arsene Wenger pioneering pioneering a lot of this Barcelona tiki-taka etc etc and now what you're getting is from Klopp and Pep Guardiola in Germany and then moving over to the Premier League is you're getting that technical gifted stuff but you're putting it in six footers and if you can put all the technical and pace into six footers then you're going to beat more often than not people in smaller slower bodies on you know it's just just the kind of way it is and that's that's really important i think for liverpool and the midfield situation is very we're very much crying out for some some more aggression in the middle of the park and it'd be interesting to see whether that's something that gets that gets added but that's what i like about gap was six for four six for four and you know
0: small details are big surfaces tight corners are odd shapes flat rounded textured or tall And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at borough.com slash ACAST. That's borough.com slash ACAST. borough.com slash ACAST.
1: Maybe that's too big to be a wide man. I don't know. Maybe there's going to be part and parcel of, of what Liverpool do in the coming years. Maybe we're going to start to play them. Maybe we will him to play centrally or maybe what you'll find is between him and Nunez, you got guys who can play central and can play wide and then you've got a lot more of a fluid attack but at any given point someone can whip a cross in bang you know and it's an under, it's a bit of a simplification it's all about just you know you're tall therefore you score headers but again just being a bit more of a physical a physical presence is not going to make Liverpool easier to beat and it's certainly going to make it easier for us to to win games of footy so yeah very 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 encouraging stuff to say the very least indeed um let me get through a couple of comments um Michael McGillis saying Paul the 4th of March is the day after my 26th birthday so that would be a great win um Paul Smith unpopular opinion incoming Bellingham is not coming to us unfortunately he's probably going to Madrid or City I disagree I think he will play for us to be honest um but yeah, a lot of people are backing up the um the Dirk out out oh my god, the Dirk couch shouts. <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, sorry Dirk, I love you. I genuinely do. Um, yeah, it's some love for uh, some love for me, for Minamino. Yeah, brilliant. Well, right, um, yeah, number ten uh, being reserved for Jude Bellingham. I hope that I, I. mean, I don't. No one knows what's going to happen with Naby Keita, but I'm happy for the um for it to be res- for the eight to be reserved for for Jude. If I'm being perfectly honest, um, that would be absolutely splendid if we could do that. Um, <laughs> I'm sucking out I'm not sure I can recover from that. Um right so um, youngish prank thought on um uh, uh, mudrick rumor to arsenal well yeah arsenal needs attacking players let them have him I don't think I think that's just kind of done <clears throat> i'm sh- i'm genuinely shocked that liverpool have done this deal really really truly am because we were, it was a week or so ago and we were going well Look, we've got like Firmino, Salah, and Nunes as our fit senior attacking options, and we need to reboot our season. There's a lot of games incoming. No, we'll not have Jota and Diaz battle probably March, and certainly fully fit in the case of Jota. Um, that's a real worry, real, real worry. And then, of course, Firmino gets injured immediately after that. Um so Liverpool aren't messing around They've decided I, I think they put the money Into the attack in the summer or Last January and the summer I don't think the the aim Was to add another one But they've realised And they've looked at it And gone Well look if the club's up for sale They need to maintain the club value And Liverpool need to be competitive And need to get into the Champions League They need to you know, keep the project going They need to keep Jürgen Klopp happy Because he's part and parcel Of all those things um, So don't And we, we've often been accused Of not capitalising on a situation well this is great because we were in da- real in-, in real danger Jesus word. Um <clears throat> I've fallen off a cliff um, if we didn't get things sorted so I re- I'm so pleased they just got unboxed I don't know if Gapov's was- good enough to be a regular first-team player. He's young enough that he can be moulded, certainly. His underlying numbers in a very, very top-line sense in the Eredivisie are very, very encouraging so far. He could be a flop, he could be a hit, he could be somewhere in between. He could just be a player. But Liverpool just need... Players at the moment uh, who fit the profile, uh, who, who can do who come in and do a job in the short term, and hopefully medium and long term, get even better for us. So yeah, really decisive work on the transfer market, very encouraging. Hopefully, there's another one to come uh, in midfield. Um, let's see, Gibson Fender with the four forty nine. Super chat says, "What are the chances of Bellingham signing for us and not Real or City on a scale of one to ten, and why?" I honestly, mate, I don't know. And look, me me saying it, it's going to happen or not going to happen has zero impact on it happening. One way or the other To be perfectly honest I just I just have a good feeling About it And I know There'll be lots of people Well I've got a bad feeling About it it's a glass half full, glass half empty mentality, which I've been waiting to use this analogy since last night. I've been reading the Christmasaurus with my daughter, and there's an analogy with his son, and the dad says look at look at this cup, what is it? And the son says it's half empty because he's feeling a bit down about things, and the dad says, well I see it as half full. And ultimately, it's exactly the same thing, it's just that one way of looking at it means one of us is happy and the other one isn't. <laughs> so, look, you know, we can choose to think it's not going to happen, and be worried about it. If it doesn't happen, it won't happen. Liverpool will go on. Eventually, they'll sign some other players to be our absolute heroes because that's always what happens. The club has never hinged particularly on an individual transfer, particularly one that never happened. It hinges on the ones that do happen because they're the lads to pull on the shirt. That, that, you know, they're the lads to go out there and and play for us and make the goals and score the goals and give us the the highlight moments. The ones who don't, well, who's asked? You know what I mean? They'll go on and have their their, their paths were never meant to to truly cross with ours. So I, I feel reasonably confident because I think all the noise around it speaks to he kind of wants to play for Liverpool. I think he wants to play for Cobb. I think his family want him to play for us. Will they be able to get off the line? I don't know. Does this and have an impact on it? I don't think it does. I think Liverpool I think Liverpool have got the dough to go and spend unless someone comes and does something stupid and if someone comes and does something stupid if someone comes and throws 200 million at, at Borussia Dortmund and offers him a half a million a week and he takes that case of rare, I guess but uh, yeah I, I I just feel I just genuinely just feel like it's likely and the same reason I thought Gapo was likely I talked about him on my channel the other day that was the one I chose to talk about Mason Mount Gapo and um Fabio Carvalho as it turns out I won 225 quid on Gappo. to Liverpool because I heard a rumour the day before and thought and I was half pissed and thought go on I'll have a little I'll have a little punt on that because I thought it felt like there was a bit of substance to it there's not the odds on Bellingham aren't really worth doing that at this point, but uh, yeah, I, I would. I'm I feel reasonably confident. Uh, Eating is uh, Strawn. Sorry, says here. Uh, Does this signing mean Bobby leaves? And is he really a forward or more of a ten? Uh, look, uh, actually, really interesting. I'm going to play this out in a second on a clip from our expert insight that gives a bit more insight into into Gakpo and what have you. But I. There's also rumours that Bobby's going to sign a new contract, and I think Liverpool should. I I, I would let Roberto Firmino retire at Liverpool. It was up to me, because he's never going to get slower. He will become less readily available, but as long as you're buying other players and you're strong and can play games, Bobby Firmino is magic. And I'd rather have 15 games a season of Roberto Firmino magic than none. (laughs) Um, But I would look at it and say that when everyone's fit, Salah, Nunes... Diaz Gakpo Giotta feels like a good selection of forwards you throw Carvalho into the mix uh, yeah look, I would I I that's one to watch my immediate reaction when I saw the transfer was that's probably saying Firmino is going to go and you're just future-proofing yourself from not having to replace him next summer and you're giving yourself an extra body when you really need it now. Um, But yeah, interesting, interesting stuff indeed. Um, Right, yes, uh, I mentioned we've done a couple of amazing uh, expert insights. So if you want to know what is going on with basically Cody Gappo, who is he, what does he do, uh, how is he going to fit in at Liverpool? Um, then make sure you come to, I'd love it to be on the front page of the website um, there is a bunch of great the uh, Gaspo shows and what have you that are available uh, on on the so we did a the lads did a Redman React show on Mon- Tuesday, Tuesday about it, and there are two experts insights in there as well, so videos and podcasts I'm going to be talking to Neil Jones at 11 o'clock that's 45 minutes away, Christ um, <clears throat> come over to redmenplus.com, sign up it's, look, I'll be honest, it's £5 a month and I think it's incredible value for money. You're going to get videos, you're going to get podcasts, you're going to get extra Men TV shows, you get documentaries, you get features, you get interviews with Liverpool legends past and present. We've got two boss new series... Um, At the moment, we have got uh, My Liverpool Debut, which is a mini-documentary series looking at lads who, you know, made their debut for Liverpool and what that was like uh, from a variety of, on the full spectrum of absolute nailed-on club legends to guys who only played, you know, 10 or 20 20 appearances. Uh, We've also got Liverpool Dream Teams, Jay Spearing, get well soon, by the way, Jay. Um... Uh, Yeah, he picked his Liverpool dream team we've had a bunch of them we've got a bunch of another ones coming up we've got Mark Wright from Liverpool Centre going to put goalkeeper coach John Achterberg coming up in that as well but the two expert insights get knowledgeable about Cody Gakpo and then come and join me uh, for Jano Insight over in there I'll play it out on the clip have a boss boss day and I hope to see you uh, in 45 minutes over on Redmenplus.com for Jano Insight with Neil Jones all the best I want to move on to his role now and how you sort of see him fitting in at Liverpool you You spoke about him not being a striker, really. He said he wasn't ready to play as a striker. Now, like I said earlier, a lot of people are saying that Firmino might move on the end of the season. That could be his role, sort of in the middle of a three. But you said that he's much better when he's running into the box rather than staying inside the box. So just talk us through what you mean by that, what you've seen that makes you think that.
0: Yes. So... This and the good thing about uh, like talking about this strike about the striker conversation is that we've already after like in the last few minutes, we've already talked about the things that are missing in his game for yeah. him to be a striker. He'd need to develop like, like the, ma- the main reason I don't see him as a striker is that he's a player who thinks about the ball rather than space. So he he prefers to get the ball to feet instead of making the run. And to be a striker, he needs to get. He needs to make the run more frequently. He needs again to be more consistent about his off-ball game. If he can improve that, if he can maybe bulk up a bit and have a bit more physical presence, or, or to be more precise, have a physical presence that matches his height. Mm. Um, and if he and if he can use that, and, and when he improves that physical presence, he also improves like his game when he's back to goal then we could be ta- then we could be talking about Cody Gakpo being more of a striker but i see that uh, as kind of a long term thing that will happen that if it happens it will happen over several years i think a good example of it is memphis depay uh, who started at manchester united as more of a winger type mm-hmm. then over the, over 3 4 years uh he ended up at lyon playing more as a striker he developed he bulked up, he got better at writing contact from defenders, and he started being really good with his back to goal. Uh, that's an evolution that I could see Gakpo going through, but yes, it's it's more of a two, three year kind of thing that's something that will happen overnight. Right now, he just doesn't have that. Like Right now, the, the Cody Gakpo package doesn't include that at the yeah. moment.
1: Thanks for listening. If you want even more Bosch content and podcasts just like this, go over to
0: redmenplus.com and sign up now. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS.